Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Let's dive in. I am your host, Ryan Laudermilk. I've been at Microsoft for over a decade. My most recent focus is OKR methodologies and OKR software. I am joined by a man who, frankly, needs no introduction, Roger from <laughs> There Be Giants, the UK <laughs> consultancy firm out of Manchester. They are one of the world's leading consultancy groups helping organizations implement OKRs to drive real impact. Roger, welcome. Oh, it's great to be here, Ryan, and you are way too kind. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> so here's what we wanted to talk about. We wanted to talk about scaling OKRs, right? Um, this begets the idea that you've had some success, right? Perhaps you've had some success with a pilot, which is what we're going to talk about next. And then um, a person, perhaps maybe a team, is now faced with having to scale this out, right? Scale it out to the rest of the organization. Uh, before we started recording, I think both of us admitted we're not going to be able to squeeze this in one pod. Um, yeah. So what we're going to do is sort of perhaps walk this uh, in a linear fashion, sort of how we see this usually roll out. And so what I want to do is perhaps maybe we'll talk about a pilot. Why should you do a pilot? Why should you not do a pilot? Where do we see pilots? Do pilots work? And then um, perhaps maybe that's as far as we get today, talking about that it was successful and then how do we scale it out? So Let's talk about this. You and you live this world uh, where you know an organization comes to you. They come to their uh -huh. be giants and we uh -huh. and they say, "Hey, listen, we want to adopt OKRs." Uh, let's say our fictitious company has got five hundred people. Uh, although this, you know, when we get requests here at Microsoft for ten thousands, um, twenty thousands, even a hundred thousands. Yeah. This, this stuff does roll out, but a five hundred person organization and they say, "Hey, we want to try out OKRs." We want to take um, one of our most high-performing teams, maybe that's 10 or 12 individuals, and we want to roll out a pilot. What are some things first that we're telling those folks with regards to pilots? What are we, what are we thinking, Roger? So, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you, you kind of think of it in terms of one high-performing team because whilst that, absolutely that is an option, um, it's not always necessarily the best approach to take even at pilot stage and sometimes with pilots what we've done is we kind of structured it around a strategic priority uh, so that we can kind of almost do a bit of a what we call a t-shaped pilot so t the top of the t the broad part comes from you know you've got the um the c-suite or the necessary members of the c-suite that are working on that particular priority you know they're the ones that define the, the the perhaps the longer term goal to provide some guidance direction for what then needs to align into it but then the 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 vertical part of the t if you will is where that then penetrates into the organization and uh, sometimes that sits nicely within functional teams but more often than not we find particularly in um i would say uh, in in organizations that you know even with just 50 people upwards you start to find that there is value in looking at this from a cross functional point of view mm. so you st so really the key question when you go from that strategic okr which for argument's sake let's say um is on a 12 month time frame to then looking at what then needs to happen over the next three months or four months, depending which cycle you're using. The key thing is not to ask what can each team do. 
the key question is to ask what is what is the challenge that we need to overcome as a business over the next three months uh, and then look at who or well no the first question is right now which teams are best placed to contribute to that and then okay we need people from team a team b and team c so who are the right people from team a team b and team c to then come together and form themselves as a bit of an okr squad all right unashamedly pinching from uh, agile terminology and, and and sort of practice there but it works so so there's different ways of running pilots yes you know i mean i i i tell you i tell you what i have come across as well where you've got um a senior executive who has either read John Doe's book or sure. or perhaps has um, seen a video on YouTube or has maybe even used OKRs somewhere else where they've worked. Had a good weekend, you maybe you yeah, know, had a few know. beers, watched a TED Talk, comes in on Monday and he's like, we're doing this. We're doing this, absolutely. So, <laughs> so they can only really kind of uh, do it within their their sphere of control their sphere of influence rather so they that's when you tend to see it being used um you know in just a functional team more often than not so so it's almost like the the unofficial pilots if you will sure <laughs> uh, uh let's just test this out and see how it runs the sort of casual pilots tend in my experience tend to be sort of at a functional level but then if you've got you know like i said if you've got a um a a a, a, a an intentional pilot mm-hmm. um my recommendation is actually you build it as as you would um uh you know an okr uh, you 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 put that structure in. You've got to have something to provide direction. You've got to have that strategic OKR, and then you work out what then needs to needs to um, align into that to support it. Yeah, I love what you. So this this is great already, right? Like <laughs> uh, our listeners have already just struck gold because the what you just outlined there, I think you take for granted, like um, <laughs> right? Because because I don't think. I mean, in all seriousness, I don't think folks think about it this way, right? No. And, and again, I don't think you're you're not saying, although you said sort of unofficial and sort of maybe a skunk works type thing. I mean, both pilots, we, we see them out in the wild quite often, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like maybe you pick a, a single team, whether it's a West region team, an East region team, or you, you choose a team inside of there and you say, hey, we're going to try this out mm-hmm. and see how it goes. And that is certainly a um, a path people can take. What I love, what you just said, is this sort of T example, right? Mm-hmm. The letter T here, where at the top, I've got executive buy-in right away. See, like we can unpack this a little bit. There's a there's mm-hmm. a power in this T example mm-hmm. that you've just given. At the very top, I've got executive buy-in, critical. We've said this in pods before. You've said this numerous times. You've got to have executive buy-in. Mm-hmm. And there's a multitude of reasons why that's important, right? In other words, you need someone powerful that says, we're doing this, mm-hmm. right? But you actually do need at the top for people to say, hey, we're bought in on this. We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're doing this together. This is not some sort of offshoot. So mm-hmm. right at the top of the T, you're getting executive buy-in. The other thing I love about that sort of vertical as that T runs down is... And again, this is what I love about this is sort of a cheeky way to go about this is I'm getting I'm getting cross alignment right off the rip, right from the get go. And for those of us who have done this before, you know where I'm going. 
if you do it the other way where you just pick a single team, cross horizontal alignment becomes quite a bear, right? You have to kind of figure that out. I love this approach where you say, no, coming down this T, let's pick out um, a particular challenge that we have. Now let's look across three or four teams, pick a few individuals, create Uh this sort of tiger team or squad, Uh and then let's go and run this challenge and see how we do. And what's wild about that, the third thing I would say is, is if you're successful, you may have just thrown the entire organization on its on its side, upside down. You're going, hey, hold on a second. Do we need to rethink how we run our company? I don't know if you've seen that, but that's got to be pretty powerful if you go with this T approach. Your thoughts on that? It certainly is. It's powerful when it comes to transformational uh, activity. Um on an on operational activity, I think there's still a lot of value in the functional alignment um, that's required for that. Um, but I think there's there's absolutely the opportunity um, for for the two of them to coexist side by side. And this is where, you know, it, it, I, I guess uh, team members have to be comfortable with being a member of perhaps a functional team. Well, th- no, definitely a functional team. That's their home. Right. But then they might, they, they, they'll, they'll likely find themselves working on uh, one or two or, you know, maybe even more cross-functional teams mm-hmm. um, to, 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 um, uh, to, to really drive that collaboration. Because if you just go down that, what can each, the classic, the classic trap to fall into is, you know what can each function do, and what you see is you see the heads of those functions stepping up because they want to take ownership, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's a natural, instinctive reaction of any good senior executive. However, what inadvertently happens is you build a whole load of uh, of siloed OKR activity. Yeah, and then you get right. yeah you get to the end of the quarter, and you realise that actually things just weren't joined up enough, and you're not where you needed to be. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I love it. So I'll, I'll tell you a little story if you want about one of our clients, which I can't mention any names. Yeah, clearly, let's not name names. Clearly, let's protect clearly. people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but we um, it's a, a quite a large company here in the UK, about six thousand people, a bit of a household name as well. And uh, uh, one of their uh, senior leaders had used OKRs at their previous company. Big mm-hmm. advocate. Very much the go-getter of the executive team, quite entrepreneurial. The rest of the team, maybe not quite so much, but he was flying, he was delivering the numbers, so he was allowed you know, a little bit of latitude, a little bit of leeway to play with things. And he said, right, I'm going to do this, um, and I think we should do it as well, meaning the rest of the team, the rest of the executive team. They were quite sceptical. They were quite sceptical, and initially our engagement was to uh, work with them to develop it as, you know, as a big bang approach. That's what they wanted. But in the very, very early stages where we were sitting down with each member, each of the executives to, to say, you know, what is it you want to get out of this? What's your understanding? What's your expectation? It's what we do to just make sure that we get, um, you know, the C-suite fully aligned, okay, uh, and manage expectations. Um, we were getting comments like, um, well, I've got my spreadsheets. I don't know why I need OKRs. And um, I've got project plans. I don't need OKRs. And 
And so we decided that the guy who, like I said, you know, had the appetite to get stuck into this because he'd used it elsewhere, that we would use it just for his area of the business. So we helped them do, you know, a strategic OKR, which then um, uh, his his area kind of focused on. And they, they, they pulled in people from other areas to bring in that cross functionality but it was it was his area that really was driving this and you know what happened within within a matter of three or four months because he was so on top of what was happening and so clear in terms of where he predicted finishes to be because he had good data good confidence data around that that literally it was embarrassing for the other members of the of the C-suite. And they were all peering over the garden fence to look at, you know, when are we going to get this? And so, and that's the other good thing about a pilot. You can change the energy around the change from it being a push, you've got to do this, to it being a pull, when can we have it? And that is a super, super value, valuable benefit of, of doing pilots. Yeah, we, we were going to talk about that. Like what makes a successful pilot and bang on. You just said that right there is you change the energy. You get a bit of FOMO. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what we have seen uh, internally. Uh, you know, I'm the OKR coach for our um, you know, 200 person organization. Um, and we're growing, right? Not only is our org growing, but the peer orgs around us. And they're doing exactly that. Mm-hmm. They're looking and going, how are you able to have such operational fidelity um, with the reporting and then the goals? And um, it has been awesome to hear our CTO, who I, I get to meet with regularly, just to check in on the OKRs, brief him, tell him what we're working on as far as coaching. Um, a lot of coaching. We do a lot of coaching week in and week out with our folks. And I'm, I'm the head coach for that. Um and he has told me that it has been illuminating to walk into these um, larger group settings where his peers of their organizations, and oftentimes these organizations are 300 people deep, and he shows up, right, with, with Viva goals and sort of, you know, all of our Power BI reporting, and he's able to provide, here are the 17 teams. Here's their objective as to what they're trying to accomplish in the next 12 weeks. Here's the measurable, necessary, yeah. and sufficient key results that we're using backed up by reporting. I mean, you know where I'm going with this. And, yeah. and you're where everyone else looks around and goes, yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I've, got, a, I've got a PowerPoint deck. <laughs> and the spreadsheet, and listen, by the way, if you're operating in PowerPoint and Excel today, uh, I've got four children, they need to eat, and you're doing a great job. <laughs> keep, keep doing what you're doing. Um, we're just trying to step your game up, right? We're just trying to step your game up to Viva goals, but that's what that's what a pilot looks like. Um, and quite you know, quite often, that's what you're wanting to see from a pilot, right? Yeah. Is that it's successful that this team was able to have success. Let's, I mean, when we think about a pilot, though, and you've kind of already alluded to this, and I've got an opinion on this. You kind of said sort of a, a three months to kind of a twelve month time frame. Personally, that's what I like to see. I'd like to see a full year if I can get it. What are your preferences on this? Yeah, I mean, that's ideal. But I, I've yet to see a pilot that runs for longer than three months, really. Because, all right, you develop a 12-month OKR, which is the th- thing that provides the direction. But mm-hmm. 
you know after three months whether it's going to be a good fit for the organization whether okrs are going to work for you or not um and the you know we are massive advocates of using okrs to test out new concepts new ideas new thinking new practice so why would you not do that for the practice of working with okrs in the first place Mm. you know you learn a hell of a lot in that first three months and it's really important to capture that learning because whilst we do an initial design of the of the governance and the systems and the processes and so on and so forth at the start of the pilot inevitably we end up revisiting that design at the end of the pilot because of the lessons that they've learned you know so that means that there's a better chance for uh, adoption when it goes out further and also you know coming back to the point about changing the energy you've got oh, yeah we talked about changing the energy at, at, at c-suite level if you've got uh, people who've been working uh, in the pilot who are prepared to you know do quick fox pops on you know this is what it means to be working on them and this is the benefits that i've found and so on and so forth and you you're using that in your internal comms uh, uh, around your sort of early stages of your change management that that's that's really powerful and effective if you just go with big bang approach you haven't got that in your back pocket to use to leverage at first yeah that's good Mm. let's talk a little bit and give some folks some tips and then perhaps maybe we'll end here um, and then we can talk again when you're thinking about a pilot Right. And right now we've got listeners that are listening to this and they're sort of staring down the barrel of this. Right. Somebody has told them that they want to do OKRs. Right. And they want to run a pilot. Um, What are three things that we would want to tell those folks? I could probably get perhaps get us started. I think first, I think you run the full fidelity. And what I mean by that is have the person sit down and, and do the vision and the strategy uh, I, I do the mission and the strategy. So it's like, what is your mission? I've got a, uh, I've, I don't know if I've ever showed this to you. I've got this like cheeky little OKR example for Star Wars. Have I shown you that? This is, by the way, this is what I had to do internally um, because I'm on a technical team to get buy-in to do OKRs. So I built this entire mock-up if, um, of what it would look like if the Empire run, ran under OKRs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the- I, I, I did something similar around the construction of the Death Star. Oh my goodness! Yes, great minds. Uh, great minds. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in good company. So at the top of that mission was to rule the galaxy, and then the strategy. Um, and I think you call this the vision, the vision, the mission. Um, and then the strategy for that, I give um, leaders three tokens to spend. You know, what are the three things that you do inside of your strategy to get to your mission? And um, in this case, it was you know uh, big, you know big weapon, um, big army, zero Jedi. Right. That yeah. was sort of the strategy. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, first off, if you're going to do a pilot, go through that exercise, figure out what the mission and the strategy is. I again, I, I'm still going to push and say, hey, push for that 12 month just mm-hmm. so you could do some good thinking. Like, what do we want to do in the next year? Um, sort of I think you call this the big moves. Like, what is it yeah. that you want to do? Um, in a big space there. So get that mission and that strategy. I know the literature tells us that mission and the strategy is the OKR train rail. 
right? In other words, that's that single rail that the, the, the OKRs ride on. And if you don't yeah. have that, you can get a little bit lost. Exactly. They call the North Star, whatever it is. So, so mission and the strategy, and then I'll have um, that leader go ahead and give me annuals, an annual OKR set. So what is the objective for this year? I think it was to rule the galaxy. And then I think there was only three KRs under that. And that was one big weapon that can bl- or blow up one planet you know, um, assemble an army of a million people. There's our measure. And then I think it was zero Jedi. There was our measure. Right. Mm. And then they form that. What, what do you think about that? Is that too much? Or do you think you got to be on, you know, keep the pilot honest or what are your thoughts on at least starting that way? Um, I mean, in terms of the, uh, having that, that, that rail, that guide rail of the, you know, of a, of a defined, um, mission and then you know the strategy yes that's super important mm. because that's how that's how you 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 show that alignment it's it's all well and good having an ali- a, 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 an okr that's in, aligned into the one above that but you're perfectly entitled if you're working on that on that child okr to be asking well what what does that one above what does that parent want to align into i want to know ultimately what the impact is going to be all the way up all the way up the line so Absolutely, uh, I, I think that's super important to have that 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 clarified at that level. Um, I think in, in terms of other hints and tips around around pilots, like I said, I I would always advocate choosing a particular strategic priority. So it's fine that you define the strategy and so on and so forth, but choose then if you come up with three to use your example, you know, um, big weapons. Um, army and zero jedi choose one of those mm. and then dr- and and then you know map that through the organization and pull in the necessary people um that are required and and form the okrs at the at the three or four month um on the three or four month cycles that are going to help us move towards you know having that big weapon for instance what, what do you do with folks who come to you they mm-hmm. want to do this, but they're like, man, I don't have the pool. I don't have the influence to run that vertical T. We're going to still use that T. Mm-hmm. So at the mm-hmm. top, and maybe at the top of the T, this person is not necessarily an executive. Maybe they're mid-level management. So that's mm-hmm. what you have at the top of your T is a mid-level manager who's come to you. They've got a little bit of budget, right? And then you say, hey, we want to drive that vertical um, essence of that T down through and you say, well, you know, hey, what are these, you know, are you going to form a big army? Are you making a big weapon? Are you going after Jedi? And they say, hey, we want to build a big weapon. Okay, great. And that person goes, I just don't have the influence to pull two people from over here and two people. How do they deal with something like that? Because and I'll be quite frank, like the folks that come to me internally, mm-hmm. they're, you know, 40 person organizations, they're 12 person teams, they're people who have got 300 people in their organization and they want to start with one team. Like, what do you do if the person doesn't have the influence to run that vertical T into that, you know, to build that weapon? Really good question. Really good question. So uh, when you're working with a team, you have the opportunity for the team to develop their own, uh, you know, their their own mission uh, Mm -hmm. and and strategy to a certain extent. Um, so long as they are given a degree of autonomy. I mean, it depends on how they're managed, depends on 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 the nature of the leadership. So it's possible that you could create a uh, a small um, 
much more, uh, 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 I don't know whether focused is the right word, but you could create a, 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 a scaled down, if mm-hmm. you will, a scaled mm-hmm. down version um, of, of what we were talking about with the T insofar as you've, you've got something which is providing the guide rail. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it might not be necessarily appropriate that if 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 the team is is working on to a relatively fast pace developing a 12-month okr might not actually add much value so they might actually just decide look you know we know what we need to achieve in the next quarter so let's just build our okrs around that fine you're okay with that yeah, I'm I'm okay with that so long as there is a clear sense of direction and that it's it's clear what those are supporting and 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 contributing to then yes I'm okay with that I'm okay with that um the, the, what I would say is that if the, I mean again it comes down to the to to the to the culture of the business and the and the way that leadership works if there's a fair amount of autonomy and, and empowerment then fine they, they could, could well be left to kind of define how they work for themselves um if 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 there's if it's a little bit more uh, controlled um then they could struggle with that um it's yeah it it that depends very much on the culture yeah so i think what i'm what i'm hearing you hint at and what you're seeing in the real world which i think is Quite frankly, it's far more important than what I'm seeing inside of Microsoft. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we're very unique, as you know, because you work with us uh, you, and you partner with us so well. I think what you're saying is, is we still have to hold ourselves accountable to trying to get the most buy-in we can at the highest level. We've talked about this on earlier pods. I mean, That's if right. that requires you to hang out in a lobby and accidentally run into an executive, again, don't, you know, don't chase after these people. But if you can get buy-in at that higher level to say, hey, listen... I've got um, an idea here that I think could transform the way that we do business. Yeah. I need you to give me six months um, and and give me you know some some latitude to run across these teams. Perhaps maybe that's what you're saying. Hey, that that's probably the best pilot, right? It's something yeah. where you can go. Hey, give me a little bit to give me a little risk reward here. Let me play here a little bit. Give me six months and and I'll show you cross-functioning. I'll show you goal setting. I'll show you stronger reporting and I'll ultimately show you a higher performing team. That's really the goal of a pilot. Do you agree on that? I do. I do. And if there's any way that that executive could be a sponsor for that, that manager that wants to put it into play and, you know, give them a little bit of um, heft uh, that they can, they can have behind them, you know, to try and persuade others to contribute and so on and so forth where necessary that will go a long way that will really help that will yeah. really help yeah i think this is where we're going to end it we've we've given folks a lot we we you and i have kind of you know beaten around like pilots and said hey what makes it successful and i love where we landed right which is where you kind of got us started is is getting started at the top of that t as high as you can mm. in the c suite get someone to buy in get someone to do a bet on you on your your ability to implement this change, obviously you can go contact there be giants and they would easily help you with that. And we laugh naturally, but but um, even myself, um, I had someone in my corner helping me out as I uh, as I implemented this change across 165 people. I needed yeah. a, a consultant to help me and coach me through it. But what we're saying about pilots, what you're looking for, kind of distill this down, is going as high as you possibly can into the C suite or executive CVPs 
CTOs, whatever it might be, and saying, give me six months, you know, I guess, hey, three months if you had to, but give me six months to run mm, this play. Mm, mm. It's going to be cross-functional. As we take our T from the top of that executive, we go down that T, I'm going to start pulling people. I'm going to pull two people from here. I'm going to pull three people from here, create these V teams or these cross-functional teams, and then boom, go. Create your OKRs, run them weekly, keep going. And at the end of that, hopefully what you have is a pilot that is so successful then all that executive says, hey, let's roll this out across the organization, which is what we'll we'll talk about next. Roger, uh, thank you for your time today. Um, obviously, uh, we talked before, the weather is unbelievably amazing in Manchester. Nobody can see the video, but there's actual sun in Manchester. Roger, and here I are reporting live. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So you have a wonderful weekend, and perhaps we'll talk next week or the week following on part two of this pod. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks very much, Ryan. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. You can spend your time however you want. And so Roger and I appreciate you spending a little bit of it with us. And we will catch you on the next pod.